Sex Talk is proudly brought to you by Zebra's Crossing Very Private Game Lodge, creating amazing memories for couples for over 20 years. So welcome to this edition of Sex Talk with John T. and Tamar. Hi. And we are talking about relationships. So we have been talking about relationships. And we will continue doing it. Uh, for a long, long, long time. But, but today for the fourth time. <laughs> yes. So there's been incredible value in this series of, of, um, of relationships and intimacy. Mm. And we want to talk a little bit about today about Sex and relationships mm. And some very interesting perspectives on relationship And where do you go Yeah. So just a reminder Your relationship problems do not go away by themselves Do something about them Yeah, that's what I told you earlier That I mm. feel that things permeate Things mm. change If you have the chance to present it And to actually sit with it in stillness Like you say many times But you at least have to make things expressed Aired Presented, aware then. And then you can do things with them yeah. And then learn the tools Because we've said it so often And it is so important to say it again We don't get an education for relationship We, we don't, don't get really education don't. for intimacy For love, for pleasure, for sex So to have a successful relationship It is our responsibility To get that education yeah, and even if you don't know where to go, do not go to Google and porn. This is not no. the place to go. And even if you're going to search for a long time, lucky you, you actually got to hear this series. But keep on looking for more information. Keep searching in Eros Life for all the DVDs that all the information you can get from conscious sexuality therapists. And do not let people talk about your relationship as a problem. Yeah, because then it does become a problem and everything becomes a problem. Mm. So you can get a lot of information at uh, www.eroslife.co.za and um, I am so happy to help you. You spoke earlier about a woman that came to your practice and just said, what am I getting from my relationship? Mm. So I'll tell you, that? it was a really fascinating story. Yeah. So she is it's a young woman, mm. young early 30s, mm. and she's on a journey of exploring and healing her sexuality. So she'd lost a level of desire, she'd lost a level of libido, she'd lost a level of interest in sex. Mm -hmm. And we've been working for a while, mm -hmm. and she's had the most amazing realizations wow. along the way, which have really changed her relationship. And the way she's looking, is she now in a relationship? Yeah, she's always been in a relationship, oh, but it okay. was very difficult because she had lost this interest in sex. Mm. So there was a lot of, of intimacy that was lost because of that. And you told me once that, who said that sex in a relationship is X amount of percentage? Well, it was a discussion that I had with a psychiatrist a long time ago. Yeah. And he said that when sex works, it's 20% of a relationship. I didn't ever agree with that because he was a very conservative person <laughs> okay. and what he knew of sex mm -hmm. was quite limited. limited. Yeah. But the next sentence that he said was so true. He said, when sex doesn't work, it's 90% of a relationship. Oh, boy. And that 
there was amazing truth in yeah. that. Okay. So we had this beautiful discussion, and she came in and she said she had had a really huge realization this week. But she had a huge and, orgasm, yeah. And it led to a really cool orgasm <laughs> for her, which was a huge event because Lovely. it had been a long time since that had happened. Awesome. And what she realized was that her arousal was her responsibility. Tadam. If she has to wait for him to turn her on, there's always going to be a problem because you put the power of your arousal in somebody else's hands. Oh, that's they may true. get it right. They may not. You might be on the same page at the same time and have the same energy and be all in sync and you may not and all sorts of things. But when you turn it inwards, it becomes very, very different. So we expanded this idea. Mm. And it's very interesting. So a long time ago, I read a book called The Way to Love by a okay. guy called Anthony DeMello. Mm. He was a Jesuit priest, really smart guy. Mm. And in this book, there was a piece about selfishness. Oh, yeah. And he says, in essence, we've been brought up with the idea that selfish is bad. Mm. But the truth is that we get something from everything that we Even do. Even good deeds that we do. That's it. doesn't matter how mm -hmm. charitable, how giving you are getting something from it. I agree with that. Now, when you start looking at the parts of you that are being fulfilled from what you do, you become very conscious of what you're doing, and it really changes the perspective on it. So when we put this in a relationship yeah, context, yeah. it can change your perspective on your relationship enormously. And let's put it this way. Mm. The question, the basic question that comes from it is to say, what am I getting from being in my relationship? Now, before you go into the, oh, well, what is it about? You should be <laughs> thinking about what you should be giving, not what you should be getting, blah, <laughs> no, blah, that's, and that's all of that. That's just Jewish people like me. But and, um, because, <laughs> and <you> <laughs> because then I'm just looking at myself. But you need to be looking at yourself because... You go into a relationship to fulfill yourself and to fulfill aspects of yourself. So when you look and say, so for example, when I am loving, yeah. when there is love in my life, I am much more inspired. True. I am much more creative. Mm. That is something that I am getting from being in the relationship. Mm. The more that I can see things like that, the more willing I become to invest in that relationship because I can see what it's about for me. Yeah. So if I can say, for example, when I'm in a relationship, I am more giving. I am more caring. And the more conscious I become of those parts of me because my relationship allows me to express those parts of me in a very specific way. Hmm. Yeah, I can be giving, I can be caring in all sorts of, of aspects of life. Yeah. But this puts it in a totally different context. So if I am more, more sensual and more sexual, for example, then I am sexually more creative. Yeah. I am sensually more creative. That's an expression of myself. And of what you are receiving from That's this it. relationship. That's it. So when you do that, you're actually turning everything around 
and you end up giving a whole lot more from a totally different place because you're starting to see what am I, what in me is expanding, what in me is growing, what in me is being expressed from being in that space of love and relationship. And then what you said earlier says that if we just put everything in relationship as a problem, Mm. I can't go anywhere near this because if I ask that same question, then all I'm getting is problem and all I'm getting is hassle and all I'm getting is disconnect and all I'm getting is frustration and everything around that. You're talking about changing the angle, uh, the the perspective in so many levels because uh, in my, uh, let's call it previous mind, I used to think, okay, um, you know, I have a, a very detailed list of what did he do for me or, mm-hmm. you know, what he's, what he's annoying me, what can he do better? And it's actually subconscious many times, like you just project. Yeah. And if I, if I understand correctly, when we spoke about Tantra, I remember once mentioned that in Tantra also you say, my lover is just a reflection of everything that I, I am or I want and I need. So my desire for him is actually my beautiful desire, for instance, to be corrected. Or that's, that's, I remember you and Valentina had a chat, Valentina, Mrs. Lab. And I just remember that everything is about you. So it connects to Anthony DeMello, actually. And you, and I go back to, Closing this with, yes, if I don't make a shopping list of you need to do this better and you don't touch me good enough or whatever, all these things, I park them, I stop looking with those glasses and I actually start looking from the glass of, wow, I have a relationship. What is it contributing to me? Then I can look from so much possibility. Yeah. And that's the thing. So our perception creates our reality. Yeah. The way we look at the world determines what our world is. The way that I look at you determines the way you are to me. And that's from my perspective, all that matters. Mm. Very simple. And the way you look at me is the way you see me. And that's the way I am to you. And in your world, that's all that matters. However, however anybody else might see me is kind of secondary because it's their perception. So if we look at a relationship, firstly, as a space of possibility rather than problem. Mm-hmm. We switch things. Yeah. And then we need to look at that in terms of a process. And we'll talk a little bit more about that because it's really important. Cool. But if I look at and see what in my relationship expands me, what it is, what does it allow me to express? What does it allow me to do, to feel, to be, to grow? That becomes such a different space. I hear you. And then the giving in that becomes absolutely mind-blowing. And so does the intimacy because we're going so far beyond. And then we're really looking at, instead of seeing what are the problems in this, we're starting to look at what blocks us Mm. Being more loving, more intimate, more giving. I love what you're saying because when I used to sit with you in the practice and even just giving sensual massages as trying to practice to do some healing, I remember the lack of patience, the lack, the, the quick fix, the, the desire mm. for just getting, ah, you know, we're sitting here, we're doing a process, but it's actually, 
we're not even conscious why we're doing what we're doing. And that changes everything because when you are sitting with your partner, they express things they are being hurt of. You know, people are going to listen to this mini series and going to go and do some soul search and actually sit with their partners and even just to start practicing sensual techniques. You need a hell of a lot of a real full stomach with intention and wanting to experience because if you're just going to do it because it's cool or because you just want a quick fix, you're actually going to sit there and get bored very quickly because you don't know what you're getting from this relationship and why are you actually, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? So mm. you can give them a thousand sexual techniques right now, which you have in your DVDs in Eros Life, which it's out there to to grab and, 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 and go and grab it. But what you're talking about actually is to Understand fully why you're sitting in front of this person, why you are touching this person, why you are going to give three hours of oral pleasure till your tongue is almost going to fall out because they've actually expressed some desire that they really wanted. But why are you doing it for yourself? And that's where so much changes. Mm. And you need a strong stomach for this stuff Mm. because when you start going into it, this is not for the faint hearted. No, this having for, a real relationship is really not. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can have a you can have a kind of shallow relationship. You can have a I don't I don't always like this um yeah. I don't like this word too much, but there's a truth in it. You can have a mediocre relationship. Isn't it what the world and, kind of yeah. wants? And I think most people actually have partnerships more than relationships. Um, comfortable, com- comfortable friendships. Yeah, you know, they, they kind of work well together on some level. They parent well together. They're good teams. I mean, I've sat in my office this past week, and I heard a story of one couple. They haven't had sex for fifteen years. Oh wow! He won't talk about it. Okay. Full stop. Mm. He won't talk about it. He will not say why. He will not do anything about it. They're companions. Okay, so why did they come to you? They didn't. Mm, She had a conversation with me, and the bottom line of it is until he is willing to talk about it, it doesn't really matter what you do Mm. because nothing is going to change. No magic wands. And if if she decides to change some stuff for herself, that could have huge impact on the relationship that she might not be ready for yet. Why is that? Because when you start to go on a path of growth – and healing and consciousness and learning, there are things that you realize that you really want and you want more of. And when (laughs) that part of you is not being fulfilled and that part of you becomes important, you are going to find a way to fulfill it. And that might be in terms of saying, well, thank you very much, but I need to go and do this for Mm. me. And that and that takes me to the story I just told you about the couple that I met in a mm. in a fantasy party and then they really had a million and one questions, but it was obvious that together they won't be doing this. Two years later I meet her in another party, things have changed, things have shifted, mm. they're not together anymore. But she was willing to take a leap of faith and to continue her journey and she, I must say she was much happier. And it was kind of obvious that she has tried and it didn't work and it was okay Mm. to move on. But if we go back to the sexual practice in a relationship, what would you say is the most important thing to put on the table? Because we are talking today about the relationship and the the sexual Mm. role, the, the, the role of sexuality in a relationship. What would you say 
is the kind of the first step to, to try and change your sexuality. To look at what sexual authenticity is for okay, you. Okay, so let's talk about that. What is what, sexual authenticity? What are the parts of you, the sexual aspects of you that you need to express and want fulfilled? Hmm. And when we do this, we are making ourselves incredibly vulnerable because we are revealing some very deep parts of ourselves. And we open ourselves, very often the biggest obstacle to that is a fear of judgment. Sure. When I put that on the table. The interesting thing is, our sexuality does not happen in a vacuum. It's not this little box that we take out in a very specific circumstance or context and we use and we put it away again. Well, some people do that. A lot of people do. It creates dissonance in the, yeah. in, in the mental. And it creates enormous disconnect mm. because our sexuality is connected to every single aspect of who we are. It's connected to our personal power. It's connected to our health, to our um, physical health, mental oh, health. Yeah, okay. And there's a lot of studies being done now about kink and fetish, which, you know, covers a huge spectrum of stuff. Sure. But people who express their kinkiness, whatever that means, are actually found to be much more psychologically healthy than people who I don't. I can see it clearly. For me, it's very obvious. Because they're more integrated. And, yeah, they're connected to a deeper part of That's themselves. It. And they're more connected to their hearts. They're saying that expressing myself is important. And the same thing in your relationship. Your emotional expression is important. Your creative expression, your intellectual expression, all of those parts of you are important. But how do I start a conversation about my sexual authenticity? How do I even, let's say there's things I haven't shared with my partner. So the first thing is that you have to be aware of what they are. Okay. So the first thing is, that's it. The first (laughs) thing is going into yourself and saying, so what is it that I would like from sex? And guys, girls, if you are still thinking about that porn we just discussed, that's not where you should go because you should really look deeper inside who you are. And the porn is the surface. You know, the model of, of, of sex that we have in the world is very much a porn-based model. Mm. It follows this pattern. And I read an interesting quote from um, – I'm going to stand corrected on this, but there's a, a fetish porn performer called Rain de Grey. Okay. And she said something about one of the things you have to understand about porn is it's made for the people watching it. It's entertainment in the same way that Game of Thrones is made for the people watching it. Mm-hmm. It's entertainment. <laughs> full stop. Oh, it's that's not, all. It's not scientific. It's not educational. It's, that's all. Full stop. So, Like a circus. A circus yeah, is so a the video. first part is looking at what does it mean to be sexually authentic for you? What is it that you would like to experience during sex? And at some point, you actually have to sit down and there's no other way to do this. To sit down with your partner and say, I would like to talk to you about sexual pleasure and sexual fulfillment. And these are the things that are important to me. Mm. Once we open the conversation, and it's not an easy conversation no, to open. But none but of the it is. power of it is amazing. But you're right. None of the conversations about relationship stuff are easy. But the more we have them the easier they become because we see what can come from them. Absolutely. And And you you develop skill. Yeah. And I sat with somebody this week who is in a a relationship that's kind of on the edge. Okay. That could go either way. 
Yeah. He could leave. He could stay. And I said to him, here's a really interesting exercise. Write down everything in terms of relationship that you fear. In, okay. Like fear of what? Of the, the actual relationship or? So if the relationship, everything about the relationship, if the relationship ends, ends what are your what fears fear? about ah, that? Okay. If you stay in your relationship, what are the fears about that? Yes. Because this couple, for three years, they haven't slept in the same bed. Oh. Okay. And I think it's been two years since they've had sex. Mm. So if you stay in that space, what do you fear? Mm. If you go, what do you fear? And it becomes really fascinating. You, you throw me to the Tim Ferriss TED Talk that he says, don't do goal setting, do fear setting. Once you know your fears, it actually connects you to the deepest level of knowing yourself. Yeah, then you can do things with that. Mm. So when you sit down with your partner, and if you do it in the space of saying, I Love you. I love what we share. I love the relationship that we have. And I would like to work out how to make this the most amazing adventure that we can in every way. And part of this is sexual. And I would like to explore these aspects of sexuality because they interest me. And when you do that, and you do it from the space of possibility. Not of judgment, not of fear. Not of what we're doing wrong. Not of, mm. I hate it when you touch my breast like that. Yeah. To say, I like it when you touch my breast, and I'd love it if you did this. So you're touching also on a very important mm. point. So I remember Galen Fuss, which is a friend of yours mm -hmm. and also a wonderful therapist of kink, said, if you can do it in the first date, even better. <laughs> but if you did it after 20 years or five years of marriage, don't expect immediate change. Don't expect no, the person needs to sit with those things. It needs to be a positive conversation. It needs to be a non-judgmental conversation. It needs to be facilitated. Like we just spoke now before yeah. the show, we said, okay, maybe I don't know what to answer you. Like John T, my love, you just said very, very things that blew my mind. I would prefer not to answer right now. That's just it. to go and, and sit with it. Create a space and learn how to communicate in that way. And then also understand that you don't go from naught to a hundred percent ever, never in five minutes. You mm. don't dive in the deep end. And that touches on what you said before. So, we're going to talk about process, and you just yeah, said we're so, going to get back to so it. So the process of things becomes so important. And firstly, we live in a world of quick fix. Oh, we live in a world yeah. where you get a WhatsApp message and you have to reply immediately. You get an email, you have to reply immediately. And, and, and I sex, have to tell and you, sex is also our quick fix. It's yeah. like Ugh, my day and, was shit, but my sex porn will be is the good. quick fix yeah, as that's well. True. And that's it's absolute bullshit. Mm. Your relationship is a process. It might have taken you ten years to get to the point that you're at. It might have taken you twenty years to get to. <laughs> it's not going to untie itself in a day. In five minutes. Mm -hmm. So when you can kind of take the idea, and this is what I tell a lot of couples that I work with, let's talk about the issues. Let's really understand them. Then let's put them aside. Let's do a whole lot of things. Let's learn some processes. Let's learn some exercises. You guys are going to go home and do them. And then you're going to be amazed at how much in your relationship changes over Time. And when you do this, you are learning the tools to help change things. And, you know, a lot of people have this ultimatum. 
We give it three months. We give it three months. Absolutely. And we'll do two sessions with you. You know, there, there is a time period at which you have sure. to say, okay, this is not working or this is working and it's fantastic. But when you take that pressure off, you can actually relax into the process. Mm. And when you do that, you can expand your perspective and you start to see how you can create something differently. Because the patterns that we live with are so deep. And I had this with a couple this week. Tell me. And I said to them, because they both say they've changed enormously yeah. from the work that we've been doing. Oh, okay, cool. So we're doing an online program. They're overseas in Europe. Which is something other people which can is do great, as well. Absolutely. So they contact Aerosmith. And Life, they yeah. say so much has changed within us as individuals. Interesting. And I said, okay. How much of the change have you acknowledged within each other? Because it doesn't matter how much you change. I have to be willing to see the change because if I'm seeing you in the same way that I've always seen you, then of course nothing's changed. I love what you're saying now because I also affirm in, because many times your closest person Will not actually see the change or will not acknowledge the change That's in it. any, even, even changing weight. You know, a, a, a stranger will say, Oh, you lost five kilograms, mm. but your partner will say, Yeah, you look good. You look good. You yeah. know, but won't see the, the big difference. So pointing it out, that's actually a great tool for couples to see, to have progress. Yeah. You, when I was working with you and with a personal coach, I journaled. And when you journal, you actually can see in the relationship what has changed. And if things don't change. Because then you see, what are we doing differently? What am I doing differently? And it becomes so important to acknowledge that in your partner. Mm. And you have to acknowledge it within yourself. And then everything that changes becomes a celebration. And that's, in a way, what your relationship is about. It's a celebration of all that you are. That's beautiful. A celebration of all that you are is not always champagne and streamers and everything else. Because when you learn something about yourself, that's a celebration, whatever it is. Mm. When you learn about a pattern that you have, that's a celebration. Mm. When you see your truth, when you see your fear in relationship, that's a celebration. <laughs> and we've been given this idea that the celebration is all about all the happy stuff. Um, external things and happy things. Yeah. And, and the real celebration is when I connect with myself and when I connect with you. Oh, this was a joy. Thanks, John T. Which I hope we can do another series. Absolutely. So we wish you so much pleasure. Enjoy your relationship. Sex Talk was proudly brought to you by Zebra's Crossing Very Private Game Lodge. An easy drive from Johannesburg in the breathtaking malaria-free African bush. Enjoy six luxury suites for a romantic getaway, your honeymoon, or an intimate wedding in a stylish and elegant setting, while surrounded by zebras, giraffes, meerkats, and many other animals. Zebra's Crossing, for your very private bush experience. Visit zebrascrossing.com. This is CliffCentral.com.